Yo, 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 Big Shed Breakdown coming to you from the top floor of the Northern Quest Casino. Thanks, Blake Hepstead, for hooking this up. Our photographer, one of our photographers at Skyline Sports, uh, SkylineSportsMT.com, Coulter Nuanez. Wow, what a Saturday. A statement win in Missoula. I know Portland State was defeated coming in, but I don't think anybody expected Montana to roll like that. Well, Maybe some did expect Montana to roll like that, but a statement win nonetheless for the Grizzlies. They scored in pretty much every possible way you could, 53-16. to And I'm sitting here at Northern Quest Casino right outside Spokane because Montana State, one of the games of the day, one of the games around the country, 38-35, the Bobcats prevail at Eastern Washington. We'll take you all the way around the big sky. Give you all the scores from across the league. A wild opening day uh, from across the conference. We are also going to hear in this Big Sky Breakdown from Junior Bergen, Robbie Houck, and Bobby Houck of the Montana Grizzlies, Brent Vegan, Ty Okada, Sean Chambers, and RJ Fitzgerald of the Montana State Bobcats. Hope you guys are enjoying this new format. It's a ton of work to get it together. I gotta say thanks to Andrew Andrew Houghton, one of our partners here at Skyline Sports, as well as at ESPN Radio for uh, getting it all uh, on the back end, on the radio, on the podcast channels, all that stuff. And a thanks to you for listening. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. What a Saturday to open league play. Now we're into October. Well, here's the new format. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Grizzlies. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Bobcats. That's what we do at Skyline Sports. That's what we do at ESPN Montana. So we're going to start off each each uh, post-game podcast episode like this with five good minutes about the Big Sky Conference. So here is your Big Sky Conference scoreboard from this Saturday, September 24th, 2022. The only non-conference game of the day. Ha! <laughs> A statement victory. What a way to make $400,000. Sac State drills Colorado State. This was not an upset. Sac State came into this game as the uh, betting favorite. I think they were three-point favorites going to Fort Collins. (laughs) 41-10 is a lot more than three points. Unbelievable. Uh, Just an absolute whipping by Sac State. Uh, Just rolled, and they are off to their first 3-0 start. Since 1992. Guess what? Sac State wasn't even Division I until the next year, and they weren't even in the Big Sky Conference until 1996. So a historic start for Sacramento State. The uh, Oh, by the way, if you forgot, two-time defending Big Sky Conference champions. In uh, the game that I thought was important for both teams because it was one of, one of, if not their best chances for league victories, Northern Colorado versus Idaho State. Northern Colorado who I've been down on and, and sort of teasing and making fun of on our uh, Nuanas Now ESPN Montana radio show. They roll Idaho State 35-14. So uh, Charlie Raggle came into Idaho State thinking big things, thinking that uh, Idaho State was going to be able to turn this thing around quickly. Uh, not so fast. Idaho State sitting there at 0-4 after an embarrassing loss to a Northern Colorado team that uh, – 
hasn't been all that impressive uh, in uh, recent years, I guess, uh, under Ed McCaffrey. So that, that's a, a uh, an interesting one. We'll, we'll analyze that one more next week on Nuanas Now on ESPN Montana. Idaho and Northern Arizona, what I thought was one of the biggest games of the year because the loser was going to be 1-3. Well, Northern Arizona's 1-3. Idaho's on a two-game winning streak. Idaho's 2-0 against FCS opponents so far this year. 27-10 in Flagstaff. A unbelievably efficient offense for the Idaho Vandals. Giovanni McCoy, 18 of 20 for 184 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jermaine Jackson, stepping up into that number one receiver role. Five catches, 96 yards. But Seattle defense that steals the headlines, they held NAU to 184 total yards, just 15 first downs. R.J. Martinez, the freshman of the year in the league last year, 15 of 34 for 127 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Kevin Daniel does not appear in the box score. So Northern Arizona's stout and uh, stud running back, not available. As we mentioned, the Montana schools, Montana State, a 38-35 win over Eastern Washington. Montana, a 53-16 win over Portland State. And uh, the nightcap for the Big Sky Conference, Weber State. They stay undefeated. They move to 4-0, just like the Grizz, with a 17-12 victory at UC Davis. A great defensive effort by Weber State. Alonzo Gilliam goes for 17 carries, 111 yards. He is the uh, preseason Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year. But Mike Hastings, the quarterback for UC Davis, 39 of 57, good efficiency, 68% completion percentage. But Weber kept it all in front of them, and uh, they just pounded in the open field tackling, just 256 yards passing for uh, Hastings. I shouldn't say just, but when you, when you throw the ball 57 times and complete 39 of them, uh, a low yards per completion. Regardless, Josh Davis, his 20 carries for 100 yards, and Bronson Barron, 201 yards passing. That's enough for Weber State. They were opportunistic. Uh, UC Davis missed a field goal right before the uh, first half closed. No score in the fourth quarter. So Weber moves to 1-0. UC Davis falls to 1-3. Uh, that's a huge impact in the Big Sky Conference as well. So there's your Big Sky Conference scoreboard here on your uh, post-game Big Sky Breakdown podcast, a collaboration between ESPN Montana and Skyline Sports. Next, what we do here is we're going to give you three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. We're going to splice in some sound bites here. So uh, we're just going to go Grizz, Cats, Grizz, Cats. How about that? Three big things. Number one, on the Grizzlies, I got a new nickname, Junior Bergen and Aaron Fonts. I'm calling them the Flyboys. They're fly. Just in terms of how cool they are, they are the realest when it comes to their playmaking ability. Junior Bergen, a 74-yard punt return for a touchdown, which was one of the highlights in a day full of highlights, not only in their explosiveness, but also in their diversity. Montana, when they get rolling, man, can they roll you up in a million different ways. They got so many dudes in so many different and various and diverse areas of their football team, when they get rolling, look out. 
But I do still think that in the long term, if you're talking national championship expectations, national championship aspirations for the Grizzlies, Junior Bergen, Aaron Fonts, they are they are two of a group of about half a dozen guys. Lucas Johnson is in that group as well. Malik Flowers is probably in that group as well. Um, Marcus Knight, if he can get back healthy, he scored a touchdown today for sure. Uh, he's in that group as well. And I, I so, but I think the Junior Bergen and Aaron Fonts are their two most dynamic, talented, and dangerous weapons. Whether it's in the kick game, the punt return game, or on the perimeter. So I'm, I'm deeming Junior Bergen and Aaron Fonts the Fly Boys. Aaron Fonts scored his first touchdown today as well. Go check out Andrew Houghton's story on SkylineSportsMT.com all about uh, Aaron Fonts and his rise into the starting lineup for the Grizz. Here's a bit from Junior Bergen on that punt return for a touchdown. This game was nip and tuck early, 17-14, before Montana just completely blew the doors open and went into halftime with a 39-14 lead. We'll get into the how and why in a minute, but here's Junior Bergen. Building senior product, star sophomore punt returner and wide receiver for the Montana Grizzlies. Um, my teammates blocked it up really well, and uh, I just saw a seam kind of hit it. And- Tried not to let the puncher jack with me this time. I, I did enough slack for that, so. You <laughs> already know it's coming on Monday. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, I got to the end zone, kind of celebrated my teammates. I felt a little bit of relief after kind of messing up that kickoff return, so uh, felt like I had to get it, get it back one way or another. Big Shot Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. One big thing for the Cats, three big things for the Cats, but number one. The Cats still, they, they're having a penchant for giving up big plays defensively. The story of the game early, before the story of the game late, became how crazy and back, uh, back and forth and haphazard this game became and how competitive it was and how thrilling and unorthodox and confusing the ending was was the fact that Tommy Malott, Montana State's prized quarterback, got knocked out early in this game. He literally got knocked out. He did not return. Certainly a head injury. Sean Chambers, the transfer from Wyoming, came in, and he was the full-time guy. He ends up rushing for 144 yards on 26 carries. He looked mm, serviceable throwing the ball a couple times, downright limited in other ways. But Montana State, I mean, if you're going to go out and run the ball like they did to the tune of 327 yards, you got a chance for sure. And so that's my number one big thing for the Cats is that their offensive line, they proclaimed that it is uh, as good, if not better, than a year ago. I thought that was very bold, but they've said it consistently. And uh, that's what it's looking like. I thought they were very impressive in this game. They blew Eastern Washington off the ball, and Sean Chambers is a load. 6'3", 232 pounds. He ends up with those 144 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He's got nine rushing touchdowns already this year. So that's my number one thing about the Cats. They still do have a lot to work on. They're giving up big plays defensively. Tommy Malott is out for the uh, at least immediate future. Of Isaiah Fonse, Kagan Williams, Lane Sumner, Jared White, their top four running backs are all out as well. Yet, Montana State can still rush the ball for 327 yards in a conference game. You know, still roll up 26 first downs without really being able to throw the ball. You know, still average 6.1 yards per carry. I mean, Elijah Elliott went for 17 carries and 141 yards and a score as well. So that 
is the offensive line. That is the confidence in being able to run the ball. Here's Brett Vegan, Montana State's head coach, on that offensive line play and how they're leading the team right now. We've been playing well up front um, all season, so that's nothing new. I think we're uh, we're an athletic bunch that isn't afraid to be physical, um, you know, and, and playing playing fast as far as I can see it. So, you know, we need to keep, uh, you know, playing behind them. They'll set the tone for us on offense, um, no different than our defensive front. Sean Chambers, when he first declared his transfer to Montana State, many were curious about it. Why is a guy that started close to 20 games at Wyoming – Despite injuries and, and a lot of different things, why is he transferring? And then people started to ask, well, if he's transferring to play for his old coach in Brent Vegan, who was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Wyoming, was he, is he the plan to unseat Tommy Mallott? Well, neither of those things, it all, it all came to fruition through fall camp that they want to run a two-quarterback system. Well, now they have a single-quarterback system, and it's probably going to be Chambers. And I'm not saying Mallott is out for an extended period of time, but I, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be out for this upcoming week. And uh, Montana State playing against UC Davis, a really hungry team coming to Bozeman for uh, an under-the-lights game on national TV on ESPNU. But Sean Chambers has shown a lot of resolve already this year. His, his nine rushing touchdowns are among the top marks in the nation. And uh, he's been very good, especially in short yardage and goal line situations. And he said he was inspired by seeing one of his comrades get knocked out of the game. Here's Sean Chambers uh, on his uh, elevator roll and on Montana State's 38-35 victory over Eastern Washington in Cheney. Sean, talk about this uh, next man up mentality with this team a lot. I guess what was it like for you stepping in there after Tommy went down? Yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, I think emotions are running pretty high there. Obviously, you feel awful for Tommy, you know, especially him. You know, he puts in endless amount of hours of work and film study and preparation and just to see him go down like that feels awful but then reality kind of sets in there and then we've got a game to win so and I'm just glad I could step in and you know try to help this team out. Yeah and coming after a loss like going to Oregon State coming back with a win like this how much does this win mean to you and to this team? It meant a lot you know anytime you lose there's a sour taste in your mouth for a whole week and uh, you know we were coming to a tough place to win at and you know, it was a dogfight out there, but we pulled it out. So, I mean, it means a lot to us. When Sebastian Valdez punches that ball, you get the ball back. Then what's going through your mind? Because, I mean, then you're running like an animal. It didn't even set in, really. I mean, was, oh, sorry. It didn't set in. I was just like, That's, this is a gift right here. This is a blessing. And I'm glad we could capitalize on that. And, oh, just so thankful. Because up to that point, I think there was no turnovers, right? right? And that was the first one of the game, or the second one of the game. And that was just, just a blessing. It was a gift. I thought you let out a pretty big scream at the end when you put the final kneel down. What, what was kind of going through oh, your mind? I mean, I'm just happy we won. I love that. Just happy we won. That, I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think Tommy should have been hit if he was sliding like that. So it was just frustration out there. Both sides going back and forth. So that was, I don't know, a big weight let off the shoulders, I guess. Big breath. So. And finally, how about uh, R.J. Fitzgerald? He scored his first career touchdown in this game, and uh, he had some funny words to say about Sean Chambers. He is a team captain, a uh, senior fullback, wearing Montana State's legacy number. Here's uh, R.J. Fitzgerald on Sean Chambers. You might just want to call him Mike Allstott or something <laughs> like that. I think that's kind of what uh, Coach Housewright says about him. Yeah, obviously, he's a you know, load to bring down. Uh, he's played a lot of football. Uh, so that's that's wonderful to have a guy like that that can just step in and you know do whatever is asked of him. BCI breakdown skylinesportsmt.com. 
of the three big things to know about the Grizz game. Number two, Robbie Houck. Not only did he set an all-time Grizz record, moved into the career lead in career tackles, surpassing Dante Olsen, but also Robbie Houck took a missed Portland State field goal right at the halftime buzzer on 100-yard, 99 actually officially, all the way back for a touchdown. So Montana senior safety Robbie Houck, quite a day uh, on homecoming during his senior year. Here's Robbie Houck and a couple thoughts from Bobby Houck as well on the record and on the touchdown. Yeah. Let me start it. We had a different call before the five-yarder, and then we made made the return call um, after that. So all yours now. Yeah, that's uh, something we practice every Friday during the week, and uh, we've never ran it before, and we did did today, and we're able to execute it, and everybody blocked their tails off, and pretty cool to get in the end zone on that one. Hey, Robbie, I think it's safe to assume you were going to get the three tackles today, uh, but did you think that you would be uh, in the end zone, and which which felt better, getting the end zone or the, the go-ahead tackle there? Yeah, that's the first time I've ever scored uh, in college. Um, I was close last year, um, but I don't know. That touchdown is pretty cool. I don't know if it'll ever happen again, but uh, I'll remember that one. By my uh, rudimentary math, I, I believe that Montana scored – I think 23 points not on offense in in the uh in this in this football game of their 53 points. That's a pretty impressive number. That's going to be pretty tough to beat the Grizz if that's what uh they're doing how they're producing points. Here's Montana head coach Bobby Houck his opening statement that addresses exactly that, scoring in a bunch of ways for the second ranked Grizzlies. Uh, Coach, your initial thoughts after a, a pretty strong win for the Grizz? Pretty strong? Very strong. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, it was a good day uh, for our team. Uh, you know, when you're scoring on defense, you're scoring the kicking game, the game can get away from teams, and it, and it did today. You know, the quarterback was 14 for 14 at halftime. Everything was clicking pretty good. Um, after the first play, uh, everything was pretty good. Uh, I think we gave up 34 yards or something in the second half. Uh, yeah, I thought the defense was was special in the second half in particular. Um, you know, just a, a great team win. It's great to see everybody there on homecoming. And I don't know if it was a record crowd. It was close. If it wasn't, uh, awesome day in the stadium. It's great to be 1-0. Number two big thing to know about Montana State – even though the narrative around the Bobcats has centered upon no more Troy Anderson, no more Daniel Hardy, no more Chase Benson, no more Amandre Williams, no more Lewis Kidd, on down the line. All these dudes in the NFL, all these dudes that led them to the national championship game last year. A bunch of those dudes played the national championship game. Regardless of what the outside noise is, those guys still have the confidence, the belief, and they still know how to get there. They still know what it takes to get over the top. Guys like Ty Okada, senior safety. Callahan O'Reilly, senior inside linebacker. James Campbell, senior corner. Those dudes have been in this position before. They, they have seen uh, what it takes to win in Cheney and Ogden uh, on the road in the playoffs. They're going to continue to bestow that and instill that in the younger guys. When Montana State's back was against the wall in this game, Sean Chambers, on a fourth and goal from the eight, threw a pick 
a bad pick into coverage. And the very next play, Sebastian Valdez, who I think is Montana State's most talented player, sophomore defensive tackle, he steps up, punches the ball out for Micah Smith. Ty Okada recovers it. Bobcats back in business. Two plays later, Chambers scores a 13-yard touchdown. MSU goes from down 35-31 with a red zone turnover to up 38-35, and then they're able to hold on. Here's Ty Okada just on uh, re-emphasizing what this means, what the clutch play was like by Valdez, but also how the leaders on this team are trying to communicate that down the line and, and teach the young guys what it means and also show them the expectation. That's as clutch of a play as you can make in that situation. You need the ball back and we get it back. I mean, we're, we're talking on the sideline, strip at the ball. First play out there, we, we get we get that just done. So it was, it was an incredible play. It seems like those guys too, especially Greeby and Valdez as sophomores, being able to dominate down the stretch in a game like that, that's big for their confidence moving forward, right? Oh, without a doubt. And we, we hit on it all the time in the locker room. It's just when things get tough, the identity of this team is we're going to grab a gear. When things get tough, some people want to give up, tap out. We're going to grab a gear when things get hard. And that's when you're able to pull away with victories like this. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Three big things about each the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. The third big thing about the Grizzlies, if the Grizz score in that many ways, but they also get incredibly efficient quarterback play like they did from Lucas Johnson. He completed 14 of 14 for 175 yards in the first half. He completed his first 15 passes overall. And Montana moved up and down the field. If you can score offensively with efficiency, you can score on special teams. Junior Bergen, long touchdown. You can put uh, the, the opposition's back against the wall, particularly scoring defensively like the Grizz did with a safety and you can operate well on special teams control the field position. Good luck against this Montana team. If, they, if their defense can play with a lead and play with a reckless abandon, you're not going to beat this team. Uh, I, I don't know how long that statement will be true all the way through the playoffs. And we keep gauging this team based on what they can and will be. But Montana looks very, very good right now. Off to a 4-0 start. Here's just a couple thoughts on why they've been so good from Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Um, we're getting better and better on offense. Uh, I think everybody's getting more comfortable, more experienced, more time together. Uh, it uh, continues to evolve, and you know, I liked what I saw today, certainly. Bobby, obviously, Portland State, you know, they have the opening kick to come down and score. I'm just wondering how impressed you were with the poise of your offense to come right back down and respond uh, to tie the game and kind of take it away from there. Well, I think we have a poised football team. I don't. Our guys are not afraid of facing adversity. We, we make them do it all year long. So, you know, when things aren't going well, I think we have a group that's going to knuckle down and and go fight back. And you know, we we make them do things the hard way all year long. And and our team's got a lot of fight. And so I, I'm not ever overly concerned, no matter how much we're down. I don't think seven points is nothing. Uh, Bobby, well, we kind of talked about this a little bit after the Eastern Washington postseason game. When records are broken in this program, especially all-time records, just how special is that to see it when any guy does it on this team and you know, just have a moment like they were, something like that happens? Well, well it's cool. Uh, um, you know, and it's not some obscure baseball stat like most safeties or, you know, something like that. It's it's a pretty significant uh, record number of tackles. When you look at the 
top ten in school history. It's kind of the who's who in Grizzly football and Grizzly Grizz defense. And uh, you know, good for him. He's he's a guy that makes a lot of plays for us, and you know, we're we're all happy for him. And for you, Robbie, too, especially when you broke it so early in the second quarter, it seemed like there was a moment where your teammates kind of came up to you and, you know, some guys were kind of patting you on the helmet and giving you hugs. Just what was that moment like for you to share with your teammates and kind of break that heart? Yeah, it was great, obviously. Um, I just, I mean, yeah, it, it was good. But, uh, you know, really it was more fired about, fired up about us getting the win today. Um, you know, I'll probably take a little bit of time to think about that now. But um, we were all pretty locked in, ready to go, and uh, make sure we could get a win after today but um no it's great i love my teammates uh, i love our defense and i care about everybody and they care about me so it's it's really special bobby passed chris alt for second all time and big sky head coaches for wins just what does that mean for you and is he a guy you've had any crossover with or coached against before yeah i have you, you get the best of me for the most part down at unlv so i'm glad i went by his ass we all know each other that's an honor. He's a Hall of Famer, you know. Chris Alt. Chris Alt's as good a football coach as I've ever come across. Uh, all kidding aside, that's quite a. It's pretty humbling to go by a guy like that. That's a Hall of Fame football coach. So he's got the best of me plenty. And Portland State came in with an 0-2 record, but they had certainly centered their season upon this game. They took a charter uh, out to Missoula. They certainly wanted uh, to load up and, and try to get another win like they did the last time they were in the zoo in 2018. Uh, they hit a 52-yard field goal at the horn for a 22-20 victory. One of the most shocking uh, losses in Grizz home history. Portland State's first win in Missoula since 1987. So there was a ton on the line, a ton of revenge narratives and storylines in this game. And uh, Montana just let it all hang out. In a 53-16 win. Bruce Barnum, a class act and a hilarious soundbite, as he always is following the game. Portland State's head coach, though, here's his estimation, his analysis of this Montana team. We uh, knew they were good coming in. We knew we couldn't make mistakes. We made mistakes in all three phases. Does offense look like you expected it to, or what do you think? They look better than I thought they were. I'm not going to lie. I thought... They'd been turning the ball over a little bit, right? Um, they'd been muddy at times, right? Uh, but they played clean. As, they played clean today. Uh, they played well. I don't. They didn't make that many mistakes. They protected the quarterback. He made some great throws. Um, they took advantage of field position. No, I was impressed with their offense today. Where I thought that might be, you know, okay. Here's the phases. But when I saw that them come out like they did. They played well today, I thought. How does this Montana team compare to the one that you saw in spring and in the prior times against uh, Bobby? It's a good question. That's a good question because their defense is lights out. You can see it on film, uh, just how they move. You got that group, uh, you know, their pick blitzes, how they, you know, their coverages and everybody comes in, oh, you know. Um, we can throw this against them, this double move, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but they get to the, your quarterback, you know. Uh, and we had some things planned for it. Um, you know, we got had some things negative happen up front with our offensive line uh, that took a couple of those away, you know. Um, but 
Um, where would I rank them? Because I remember them all. I remember CJ's Peachers group. I remember all those guys. But if you look at from 48 or 58 to Hauk in the back to their corners and just how they move it, you got the Goobmeister up front, you know, and you think he's just a guy, and then all of a sudden he's faster than Grease Lightning on all their slants and stuff. They're playing well. They're playing well, and they... They know where they fit. Um, you can get them with some things, you know, because they are very aggressive. Uh, but um, their defense, probably the best I've seen since I've been playing Montana. Uh, their offense after today, I think they're much better, much better. You know, I thought that, okay, maybe that's their weak link. You know, just as a coach looking at it. Uh, but they showed today that wasn't the deal. Um, and their special teams, their special teams, you know, been dinking and dunking a couple of things, but I'll be damned if they didn't fix that today either. What can you do as a coach when they're on a run like they were at the end of the second quarter there? I mean, that's almost like a basketball team going on a run and keeping the momentum going. Yes, and we do? talked about the momentum. We did it all. I wanted to put some points on the board. That was my deal. That's why that thing right there at the end, you know, when, when uh, Robbie went Auburn on me, um, I wanted points there, just whether I grabbed 14 or 10, you know, because I'm watching where are we at score-wise, how many are we back. Uh, that could have helped, you know, that could have helped. I don't know if that helps. Three big things about Montana, three big things about Montana State. Your third and final thing for this podcast, all about the Montana State Bobcats, this point at least, the, th- the third and final thing about Montana State, is that what Montana State did today, coming off a 68-28 to loss to Oregon State, who, by the way, went in and beat USC today, so I think that uh, Beavers team is pretty dang good. But either way, you want to wash the taste out of your mouth, but a win's a win's a win's a win. And today's win for Montana State was not pretty. They lost their starting quarterback. They were sort of dependent on a couple calls from the officials to get this thing done. Yet, Montana State, this is my 11th, 12th year covering Montana State. I haven't seen them win in Cheney two times in a row. You want to know why? Because they haven't. They never have had a two-game winning streak in Cheney, Washington. They, Montana State was 32-11, and 11, or on the other side of that, excuse me, 11-32 and 32 against Eastern Washington all-time coming into this game. Last year's win in Cheney, their first since 2011. Uh, it snapped a seven-game losing streak to the Eagles. All I'm saying is Montana State doesn't beat uh, Eastern Washington. I've been covering this Bobcat team since their first Big Sky Championship of the uh, new, uh, of the last uh, decade plus. That was in 2010. They beat Eastern in, in uh, Bozeman, but they rarely, if ever, win in Cheney. And when they do win in Cheney, it's on the way to either a deep playoff run like last year or a Big Sky Championship like it was in 2011. So no matter where it is, no matter how you slice it, it's a big win. That sort of win can also propel your team. Brent Vegan talked exactly about that right after this victory. You know, you don't write the script like that, and that's, that's what football is all about. You just uh, you take the twists and turns, and, and ultimately if you have a team that's, that's willing to – have each other's back you know and, that, and that's what happened there we didn't push the ball in on offense and we get the turnover on defense and then we're able to push it in and, and, and turn them over again um you know i, I 
can't say enough about just our willingness to hang in there and, and, and believe. Now, and this, these are the type of wins that uh, you can really build off of. Now, there is going to be plenty of things. I know we're going to look at that uh, film at and say, okay, we need to improve here, improve there. Um, but, you know, you, you, you win a game on the road, uh, a place that's really hard to win. Um, can't take that for granted. This is a type of game that can really launch a team, winning a close game like this. So, I mean, do you emphasize that to the guys? Obviously, probably not tonight. Probably just enjoy it. Well, I think, you know, you go on the road in, in the conference um, and you find a way to win. That is the bottom line. Um, that is the absolute bottom line. And, and however you get there, um, you know, we talked a lot about, hey, we, we're still writing the story of this team. And we have a long ways to go. But uh, today will be, you know, a, a chapter we look back and, you um, I think ultimately enjoy, uh, you know, um, and it took guys to, to step up and make plays, and yeah, a lot can come out of that, and, and no question, we already, you know, mentioned that in the, in the locker room, so, um, you know, we got a ways to go, uh, I think that's fair to say, but um, you know, happy to come away here with a win. And Ty Okada has become a go-to guy, a go-to uh, interview, a go-to quote, and it's because he explains things so well, he understands perspectives so well. So here's what Ty Okada had to say, uh, what the win means, what the win can do for Montana State moving forward. You know, Eastern's a phenomenal team. The Big Sky's a great conference. To be able to go on the road and come away with a win, although it wasn't the prettiest sight, and there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to come into the film room on Sunday and Monday and correct, um, you know, it's a really big deal for us to start off league play with a win over a really good team, really talented team. Uh, you guys haven't had a lot of success, or this school has not had a lot of success here. You won two in a row for the first time in program history. I mean, how... how gratifying is that and what does kind of say about this team very gratifying and make no doubt about it we we made that very clear to our younger guys on this team it's like hey we may have won here last year but that hasn't been the case for a long time at montana state and so we made it a priority and and now the tide's turning for sure three big things about the grizz the Flyboys give them a new dynamic it's probably their best way to win a national championship robbie Houck, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the university of montana Plus, he scores a 100-yard touchdown. And if the Grizz score in as many ways as they can and they can get away uh, from you and get ahead of you, good luck. It's all over but the crying. Three big things for the Bobcats. Their offensive line remains one of the best in the league, even though they have so many new faces on it. They can't really throw the ball, but it doesn't really matter when you run for 327 yards. Sean Chambers proved to be the jackhammer in the opener. Number two, they have a bunch of guys on the team that have been there before. And... uh, that's an instilled confidence and a style of leadership that can be passed on to guys uh, still in the program. And the 38-35 win at Eastern Washington, that's one that can give you some momentum moving forward. At the end of the day, you don't remember the ones you barely get it out. You just remember that you won. And I think that's exactly what Montana State is experiencing. SkylineSportsMT.com for all of your coverage of the Big Sky Conference, particularly the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, and uh, all the other main contenders in the league. And uh, you can always find this podcast on Sundays, right before the NFL games, on ESPN Radio, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Go check out that ESPN Montana app as well. Get that in your life. Great way to follow along. We're doing a bunch of YouTube content, a bunch of video content for the app. We also have Nuana's Now, my daily radio show on there, live and archived. And you can find Grizz Hockey, Grizz Lacrosse, and a whole bunch of other stuff coming down the pipe. Most of all, though, thanks to everybody for listening to the Big Sky Breakdown. Be sure to keep following along, SkylineSportsMT.com. Happy Saturday night, everybody. Be good.